So we are now in one of the liturgical seasons in the church called the ordinary time. As we listen to this, we seem, it seems like it's just an ordinary thing, like, you know, like the way we, you know, our English language can be a little confusing, but that is not what it really means. As we know, the, the root, the Latin root of the word ordinary is ordo, right? Or the English word order. So this is a time of order in the church's year. We are being called to, be, to order our lives according to the life of Christ. That is our call during this ordinary time. It begins with the baptism of, of Christ. This year it, 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 it happened this past Monday and, um, and we'll go on all the way till the, um, till the beginning of Lent and then it's gonna come back after, um, you know, after um, Pentecost, right? It's gonna come back at the ordinary time. So we have two different periods of ordinary time. The color is green. So you see our Westminster, the Westminster changing, the color is now green. Green symbolizes growth. So we're being invited to spiritual growth, growth in knowledge and love of Jesus. So that is the goal, you wanna say, of ordinary time. So we will hear a lot about the public ministry of Jesus in our readings. Our reading today on the second Sunday in ordinary time challenges us. It asks us to think big. If I may ask you, what is the goal of our faith? What is the goal of our Catholic faith? What is the goal of praying, of going to Mass, saying the rosary, attending a retreat, doing different kinds of devotions, as we can see this beautiful little cro cross that is right in front of us, you know, it's under the title, the Lord of the Esquipulas, um, big devotion for the people of Guatemala. You know, we've been having a lot of events these past few days. It's going to culminate today with a solemn mass at 1 p.m. So what is, what is the goal of this devotion? Right. What is the goal of us kneeling, doing the sign of the cross, being in silence, receiving blessings? You know, what is the goal? What is the goal of our faith? If you go to 1 Peter, Chapter 1, verse 9, it gives us a clear answer. It tells the goal of our faith is salvation. Not just your salvation, but the salvation of all. That is the goal of our faith. God gave his life to redeem us. So in that sense, God, God's salvation has already come. You know, we've already received the salvation. But we also know that there is a second coming, right? Um, our God is kind, he's merciful, he's generous, he's compassionate, he's forgiving, he's understanding. And all of this is available to us in plenty. 
Salvation means eternal life. God, God wants us to be saved. Salvation means to be saved from death, to live in perfect union and harmony with God. That is our goal in this life and in the life to come. Our first reading tells us that this invitation to salvation is for everybody. Isaiah says that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. We see this theme a little bit coming from the feast that we celebrated last Sunday, where, where the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is revealed to all nations. And we know that salvation, which is our goal, comes through Jesus Christ. We go back and we listen what we've been listening during the season of Christmas. The angel going and telling Joseph, you ought to name this child Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. In, um, in Hebrew, the word Jesus means Yeshua, right? And it means the Lord saves. But there's an obstacle to God's salvation, which is sin. Our second reading from St. Paul to the Corinthians kind of emphasizes this. St. Paul is warning, Corinth is a sinful city. There's a lot of temptations all around. You know, people are living a cynical life. And St. Paul is saying, he's warning, he's saying, don't, don't live like this, don't be like the others. You know, don't remain in this state. Right? You've been created for salvation. You've been, you've been created to be holy, to be set apart, to be consecrated for Him. So sin is all around us, and we all know that very well. It is part of every life. We cannot escape it in, in some sense. Um, that's why we call ourselves sinners. But John the Baptist say something beautiful today in the gospel. He looks at Jesus and he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In this life, we will try, we will keep trying, we will fall, we will get up, we will keep walking, we will fall again, we are going to walk again, we are going to rise up. We understand this. Think about a little child who is just learning to walk. Right? How many times will that child fall? Right? Before it gets, it's on, the, it's on its two feet and running around. You know, I can talk about my own experience of riding a bike. You know, I don't know how many times I, I fell off the bike before I was able to ride it. Sin, at times, can get the best of us. It can make us lose hope lead us to despair. It makes us believe that we are beyond being saved. We're beyond God's love and his mercy. But what we have to be clear today is we need to know that nothing can keep us out of God's salvation. God's plan for us and for everyone is to save us. So nothing can come and stop 
us in his desire to love and save us. I, um, I remember as a young man uh, growing up, um, I was always, you know, in the church. I went to church. My parents took me to Sunday Mass. I was an altar server. I was part of the youth group. As I entered college, you know, I was, le- I was in the leadership of youth ministry in my own dice, archdiocese. But um, it was only it was only little. It was only later that I kind of really kind of opened myself to the will of God, to what really God was calling me. He was calling me to Himself to consecrate my life to Him, uh, to be set apart, to be a missionary. So I remember this particular day. I was probably 26 years old, 27 during this time, and um, I remember a conversation. I mean, prior to this, I had already told my, um, my parents that, hey, you know what, I think God is calling me to, you know, to religious life, you know, for the possibility of being a priest. And obviously it came as a shock to my mother who was, you know, listening at that time and, you know, had her own plans because here, here I am, 26, 27, um, you know. Um, so she asked, um, this particular priest was, who was my spiritual director at that time, he was, he was visiting us at home and he asked, um, she asked him, you know, why, why is he making the decision now? Like, you know, why couldn't he have done it before? You know, when he was in college or when he was just getting out of school, graduating. And I still remember what that priest said. He said, maybe he was a hard nut to crack, right? We all can be hard nuts to crack. And God will keep trying and trying, finding new ways to reach out to us. He's gonna he's gonna get creative, he's gonna use every single opportunity to get close to us. So God does not give up so easily. He will always be figuring out how he can get to us and uh, how he could get us to respond, to say yes to him. So, so brothers and sisters, our calling today is to be holy, to be set apart, to be a light to the nations. That is our call. In today's Mass, we will hear the words that John the Baptist said. We will hear when the priest elevates the host, he's going to say the same words, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. An interesting question to ask is why behold? You know, why not listen to the Lamb of God? Why not, we could say, study the Lamb of God, right? Or look at the Lamb of God. Why do we say behold, right? Um, And um, there's a philosopher who kind of tries to explain that. He basically says behold means means um, it's calling for attention, right? Um, And attention is not like thinking. It's not about thinking. It's not the same as thinking. Attention is watching to see what is there in front of our eyes. Um, It's about watching what is there in front of my eyes. It's paying attention to the capacity to look beyond merely what we know as, so as to encounter what is much more. It's, it's look beyond what I see. There's something even beyond. Think about holding, like, like you know, holding a little child who's just born, 
right? Uh, as, as the parents are holding, carrying this little child, it's, you're looking at so many things beyond this, this little baby. Think about having a picture of a loved one that you carry around, you know, who may be distant. And as you look at that picture, as you behold it, you're seeing so many things, so many memories that are kind of going through that little image as you paint attention to it. Um, and it can, this attention, if it is truly pure and honest, it can transform us. It can make us somebody different. Think about how parents, like, you know, mothers kind of just change when the child is born. You know, when the child just comes into their life. Um, so, so that is what behold means. We are called to behold God. Um, and when we behold God truly, we become like God. That is our calling. So may we, as we um, prepare to receive Christ from the Eucharist, as we hear those words, truly behold God. He is the Lamb of God. He's come to take away our sins. Nothing can hold us back. No matter how far you are uh, today in your life, God's salvation is for you. You know, so let, let's allow God to penetrate into our, our hearts that can be sometimes like that tough nut to crack. But God is willing, he's patient, he's going to work with you. So let us be open to his grace and let us, um, by embracing him, embracing his holiness, um, may welcome salvation into our lives and through our words and actions, bring that to those around us.